Welcome to Occasionally Awesome. I'm Nick Youssef. I'm Kevin Christie. I almost lost my voice this weekend. Yeah, I mean, that's a lot of talking. It is. Yeah. And, I mean, a lot of traveling. No, Not a lot of sleep. Dry air. Yeah, I went from, like, six shows in Houston to home for, like, a day. Yeah. And then San Francisco. And then it's just like, ta 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 Like, Friday night, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to speak. Did you have that thing happen where you can't remember if you did the joke already in the set or in a previous set? Right, where you're like, was that the early show or yeah. the... No. Because, like, at that point, it was, like, all kind of locked in. I'm like, right. this is going here, that's going there. If it were a regular weekend where you can just switch orders, you're doing crowd, where, like, you're, you're way looser, I might have forgotten. Because, you know, you do, like, 40, 50 shows in the last, like, a month. Yeah. Or something. I'm like, I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. <laughs> like, they're just... <laughs> do yeah. I even know what these words mean? Or are they yeah. just coming out of my face? Um, uh, having said that, thank you, San Francisco, for coming out to those shows. It was a great, fun-as-fuck weekend. It's one of my favorite clubs in the country. Crowds are always awesome. Um, every night, there were people that listened to the podcast or that saw me there you know, last year or before. People came out from all over the Bay Area. A few people from Sacramento like made the trip out. So it made, I mean, it, I felt really good about it. I felt really great. Um, we got some really good shows recorded. We were only recorded Friday, Saturday, obviously. But, um, but yeah, man, we did it. So... Thank you again, Punchline, and everyone who came to the shows. I talked to some of you guys that specifically were like, I listen to the podcast. Uh, and if I missed any of you, sorry, but thank you. I'm saying it now. If you're hearing it, thanks for coming. Um, it was great. It was great. It was great. So now comes the time to figure out everything else. Um, and when this thing is ready to be released, obviously, I'll announce that. So until then... Um, Oh, I'll be in Lake Tahoe this Wednesday through Sunday uh, at the Improv, all alone through Christmas. So <laughs> feel sorry for me. Um, yeah, shows every night except Christmas Eve, I think. Yeah, Christmas Eve it's dark, and then the shows every other night. So if you're up there, if you live there, you're going to be up there with family or friends for Christmas. Um, there'll be some comedy. Come see me do it. Um, I think that's... Wait, hold on. Um. Yeah, it's already the end of this fucking life. It's going by. <laughs> uh, end of January. Uh, Wilmington, North Carolina. Uh, Dead Crow Comedy Club. Uh, I've been hearing awesome things about this place. Sarah Tiana just played it a little bit ago. Um, a couple other friends have played this. It's a cool town. I keep hearing, and it's a cool club. So I'll be headlining that. January 29th and 30th. Uh, it's Wilmington, North Carolina. Tickets, I think, are on sale. Go to my website. Uh, all the info's there. NickYousef.com forward slash gigs. Um, and then that is that. Uh, the six of you, the first six of you who ordered uh, pins and got our special secret giveaway prize, which was the one that the pin Kevin made, uh, his artwork for the, the Neil Young benefit. Neil Fest? Neil Fest, that's right. Uh... So yeah, those those happen within the first couple days, but those are those are out in the mail. So you'll be getting uh, one of my pins and then one of Kevin's. So those will be coming soon, right around Christmas time. So uh, Merry Christmas from us to you. Um, 
Okay. Um, Speaking of Christmas. Yeah. Um, Christmas, as we know, is a celebration of our Lord Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. his, um, our Lord and Savior. And so I thought that in honor of um, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and in the honor. birth of the baby Jesus. Yeah. Because you can't have good without... We should read the 11 Satanic Rules of Earth from yeah. the Church of Satan, yeah. guys. There is there is no good without evil. Yeah. So we got to play both sides here. Salty and sweet, dudes. Uh, light and dark. <laughs> <laughs> hot and cold. Hot, yeah, hot and cold. Um, Other opposites. Yeah, blonde and brunette. Yeah, right. Good and evil. Okay. Asian um, and, well, all right. Yeah. Um, so these are the 11 satanic rules of Earth. Number one, this is already a really good one. <laughs> they start off hot. I'll be honest with you. Number one, do not give opinions or advice unless you are asked. I mean, yes, Satan. Yeah, I mean... Pretty good advice, dude. I don't know, by the way, why there are the nine satanic statements and then there's the 11 satanic rules of Earth. Do you know the difference or how? No. No. These feel like the rules of earth feel more like commandments. And then there's also nine satanic sins, which we might. That sounds good. Want to touch on? And we can really just do a, a sampling, a sampler platter. We can do a, a medley, a medley, a, of, sa- a, a satanic, satanic medley, a satanic medley of tenants. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah, that I mean makes practical sense. If very, you ask me. very practical sense. If you keep your mouth shut most of the time, <coughs> unless someone says, what do you... Because th- here's the great thing. When someone asks your opinion, and then you give it to them, and then they don't take it, you're allowed to be like, well, you fucking asked. Yeah. Or you're, if you if they're like, do you think this sucks, the thing that I did? When someone does something kind of garbage, and they're like, hey, do you think that was rude? You're allowed to just be like, yeah. But routinely, when you offer your opinion, unasked, even when someone's being rude... It's a little different. Someone could be like, you know, I didn't, I didn't ask you. I don't care. Right. And they're allowed, to, you know. But if someone's like, hey, do you think I stepped over the line? You could be like, honestly, yeah, I do. And then no one can, they can't be bummed on it for you telling them something they didn't want to hear. Yeah. They, I mean, it's a little selfish. It's a little like egotistical in a way. What? To give opinions. Yeah. When you're not asked. You're like, here's the deal. Here's what you should do. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's polite. Yeah. Good, good dinner table manners, even. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Um, so far, these Satanists seem like pretty good people. <laughs> uh, let's see if number two changes that at all. Do not tell your troubles to others unless you are sure they want to hear them. Bang. Yeah. Bang. Hot. I agree with that. <laughs> Look, man. I mean, this is copyright 1967, too. So yeah. this is like, it's not like they just made these up right now. No one wants to hear your garbage. Because here's the thing. Everyone has trouble. Everyone's life is difficult. Yeah, everyone's got something. Yeah, and making people listen to your problems routinely, in a weird way, kind of makes it seem like you think you're more important. Like, my problems are bigger than yours. Yeah. When the notion that they are is pretty silly. And there's like, I don't know, there's like some weird kind of old school, you know how there's certain like... um Things that are kind of like tactless that people do where it's like, you know, asking someone how much they earn 
Yeah. Or like what what something was worth. Like, oh, you got a new car. How much? What, what's what'd that worth? Yeah. What'd yeah. you pay for that house? Or yeah. what'd you pay for that shirt or jacket or whatever? There's certain things like that that are a little old school, you know, in certain ways. But yeah. like, you, they're just still kind of impolite. You don't really yeah ask people that kind of shit. And I think always talking about your problems or something is one of them, you know, because mm-hmm. there's a certain face you put on in public, you know, where say you're like your marriage is falling apart. You know, yeah. those arguments or something that you have at home with you know, with your wife or whatever, you're not having those in the street because certain things are left for, you know, home. Yeah. Like if you go to a party and say, how's it going? Dude, my life's falling apart, man. I got no money. My girlfriend left me. Things that's this. That's not the place for that shit. And also, most of the people you say that to, they can't solve those problems. Yeah, they can't. I mean, they're your problems. So yeah, you're basically just lowering the mood by telling everyone. Yeah, that they can't fix your shit. On. And then you're kind of putting it all on them to like sit there and listen and make you feel better in an environment where you know no one came there for that. Yeah, no one's at the bachelor party. To listen to you talk about your bad investment. Percentage-wise, everyone's having trouble with money. Everyone has a friend who has cancer. Yeah. Everyone's freaked out about their career, the future, and relationships yeah. in general. So if those are some of the things you're about to yeah. just volunteer without anyone asking, maybe zip it. There are places where it's appropriate. Oh, yeah. There, like I I have like certain re- like relationships with certain people in my life where specifically... When I see them, we have kind of those discussions, but that's literally the relationship we have where it's like, so what's going on with you? And I'm basically saying, like, let it out. Yeah, there's certain, like, you know, your close friends and stuff that yeah. you can be like, hey, look, man, there's, we got, I want to talk about something real fast. You're like, yeah, go, let's go. That's what I do. I will say yeah. I do like that about the people I know from the group I go to. Whereas when you meet them, when you see them or run into them, there's the chat, chatting with them is just like, literally what's going on in their life emotionally like right yeah. away but you but that's specific you have yeah have you're there very, for that i have a very specific relationship with those people yeah yeah um kevin by the way is talking about uh the church of satan that's yeah. his group that, that is he my goes support to. that's so why, far that's why he came so up with far this list. <laughs> so far yeah so far so good yeah Lucifer. batting a thousand Satan. um number three when in another's home lair please say it right <laughs> It says lair. Okay. When in another's home slash lair. <laughs> it doesn't even say home. It just says lair. Oh, mine says home. What? Yeah. Wait, what website are you on? I don't know. I just go. Mine's a WordPress site. Uh, I could probably they copied it over. I'm on churchofsatan.com. Oh, then we should go with lair. Yeah. When in another's lair. <laughs> I swear to God. Show them respect or else do not go there. Oh, they put lair because it rhymes. Lair there. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, if you're gonna, you know what? But I, lair is a very satanic, you know, adjective or yeah, whatever. Yeah, totally. This is good. Again, this is another very useful uh, tenant, Church of Satan. Um, if you don't, I I hear this a lot where people where they're like, oh, I got to go to this party. I don't even like the guy. Don't go. Yeah, yeah. We're like, or you know, like they they feel like they have to go to. They're gonna basically go to a par- party full of people they hate. Yeah. For real, don't go. Yeah, absolutely don't You'll go. be happy. I'm not even saying like, oh, you're going to go there and be a dick to people. You're probably not. You'll be so much happier having not gone. Mm-hmm. Like just like, oh, I was surrounded by people that weren't that nice to me. It's just don't do it. Yeah. Stay home. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you have to go to things, you know, yeah. where you're like, look, this is a work party or I need to show my face, you know, or something. Um, 
And then in that case, you know, do like a like a, a pop by, you know. Clap. Yeah, get there, say hi to a few people, spend a good 20 minutes and like really condense your charm and conversation and, you know, make your presence known for a little bit and then get out. Yeah. Because then you're there just enough. Oh, it was great to see him. And then you make a joke or two, make someone laugh, whatever. And then you get out of there and then you're in and out before anyone could be like, he didn't seem like he was having a good time. You know, you're boom, boom, gone. I wonder why. I mean, I've never I've met very few people that are like, man, I love my work holiday party yeah i wonder if you had a vote within companies like who want an anonymous vote how many people want to have a holiday party i feel like most companies you would vote no but yet they're like this weird required thing that companies have to have yeah i don't know i mean i wish that they would like who likes it (laughs) i don't think anybody i mean do they do it so they don't have to give people bonuses I don't know. I think maybe it's just one of those things that just started happening over the years, and then like every company just kind of had you don't you don't want to be the one company that's like, yeah, we don't have holiday parties. It's like you monster. Yeah, but like no one likes them because I mean, when it's the holidays, it's all around you. Yeah, you know, there's decorations. People are talking about shopping and gifts and Thanksgiving and Hanukkah and Christmas, and it's kind of all around you. And if your friend's job, he's having one. Your friends' friends work; they're having one. Someone's yeah. throwing one. Yeah. Someone's having their own friend, you know, friend gathering holiday party. They're happening everywhere. So every company has got to do that. There's certain things. Certain companies gonna be like, yeah, we don't, we don't do that. We don't do Casual Friday, or we don't have a recycling program, or something. Yeah. You get away with that, but like to not have a holiday party, you're already a cold, heartless multinational conglomerate. The last yeah. thing you want to do is say "fuck you, Christmas." Maybe. So then you just get people together in an office, get some red and green fucking cups going on in there, open bar with some shitty ass beer for two hours, <laughs> and then there you go. Maybe if you're the company, you're just like, let's feed every, give everybody some nice food, yeah, and be like, thanks, guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know what? I love a secret Santa. Yeah, those are cool. You know, Josh at the comedy store did like an anonymous secret Santa on like Reddit. What do you mean? He like signed up for a secret Santa on Reddit. No way. So he sent someone a like a uh he got it he got a board game. Wow. Like what game? Uh something with travel like trains. Wow. He, he was playing it at the comedy store and then he <laughs> and then, and then he sent I forget what he Oh, he sent the the secret Santa he got. He said she was kind of into history, so he sent her I'm dying up here. Oh, cool. Yeah. But I thought it was kind of interesting, like a Reddit. He signed up for a Reddit secret Santa. That's interesting. Yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah. I would do that. The ga- What was the game? Oh, fuck. The game was called, like, you know, Ohio Trail or something like that. Right. Yeah, where you, like, tra- travel by train. You try to, you're trying to get, like, across country or something. That's really funny. Explain it in the bar. <laughs> That's really funny. I think secret Santa is cool. Yeah, secret Santas are cool. It's supposed to be if like they have a limit too, like a yeah, you know, ten, fifteen, twenty dollar limit. And then you yeah. don't have to worry like, oh, am I getting someone something shitty or like yeah. a twenty dollar limit's good. There's plenty of options. It's yeah. simple. It's easy. Um, the the open mic in Westwood, yeah, years ago they used to have that. I remember that. Yeah, so we'd always like. It's funny. Most people would get something like night of. Right. So you'd see that like weird that Oz place, Oz, yeah, yes. with all the weird <laughs> gifts and stuff. You would just see like twenty three comics just like rooting around for. Like, I think something. I did that one year. Yeah, I did it a few times. Yeah, I may have done it one year. I got like a CD once. I got. Who'd you give it to? Do you remember? I don't even remember. I 
I in my head I I got like Andrew Salmson or something. Yeah, I don't remember. I think one year they didn't even do it like uh, you just brought a gift. Yeah, they put it all in the thing and then you just picked something. Okay, you wrapped it and everyone just reaches in. The Westwood Bruco open mic was an odd vibe, but friendly. It was there was something about it yeah. I miss. Once you, I mean, once you got in, you were in, and then yeah. it felt like a family kind of thing. After I stopped going there all the time, when I like quit doing open mics. That was the one open mic I would go back to, and I would always go around the holidays just to say hi to like Vance, and, yeah, and all those guys. Because it, I mean, it felt like when you're new and doing open mics, you have no home. You have yeah, no, you're just this like you're transient like guy figuring yeah. out how to do this, and nothing's going well anywhere, and you just feel so isolated, and you you're making friends where you can, but you don't really all know each other yeah. well yet. But that was one of those places when it was always the same 50. It was a really well-attended open mic. It was mic. always the same people. So once yeah. you got in, you were like, okay. Different levels of like talent. And they had like their guys they looked up to that would come in like sometimes. And you're like, there's a thing going on here. There's yeah. like a little community here. And once you got in, though, everyone was just like, hey, good to see you. You'd yeah. talk. You'd hang out. And they did shit like the Scooby Awards, the Open Mic yeah. Awards, they had the Christmas stuff. It was like a cool little place to be. Yeah, a I part of. When I first started, I saw Maria Bamford there, and I was like, "Oh, this is so cool." Yeah, and it was like people were excited that she was there, but it wasn't like freakish. And, and then, she was just kind of another person there. She was yeah. just like better than the rest, but she had. I don't think she really had any TV credits at the time or any. Like normal Anything. ones, like premium blend. Like they weren't like mine. I knew who she was, but like, yeah, it wasn't like she was famous. Like Bob Oshak went there, and yeah. Like Bill Dwyer and Sklar Brothers, yeah. Brody, yep. Uh, That's Zach, where I saw Zach. all those people. Yeah, Paul F. Tompkins. Mm-hmm. All I thought, what's what I first saw? Yeah, all and they were just like, God, they were just like people that were a part of the scene. I remember thinking of it like a club, not like a comedy club, but like a like group of people it would to me i was always like because i remember a lot like a good number of them didn't go up like anywhere else <laughs> yeah so there was like someone that was like it was almost like a hobby whereas like, yeah they write jokes and they tell them on tuesdays and yeah. i was like this i kind of was like that's totally fine with me yeah like, great. they were ni- they were nice people they yeah. weren't like it, it made it fine because they weren't being competitive or no. like bitter about anything they were just there to like watch good comedy talk yeah. about comedy write some jokes go up tell them and just be a part of like a little community it would be like anything else that you would like yeah archery on saturday i'm gonna like practice yeah a bow and arrow then talk about archery for an hour People and a half friendly to me there yeah they were i mean they were cool man i don't know what it is now i drove by it it was like a hookah bar or some bullshit i think they changed it into a boiling crab or, yeah that's or, exactly what it is yeah okay. like so so far uh this list is like Pretty reasonable. Not a lot of what you would imagine Satanists are doing, like in movies like The Omen right. or whatever. Right. And then you get to number four, and you're like, you know, I'm, f- I'm feeling pretty good about this. Like, for example, if a guest in your lair annoys you, comma, <laughs> treat them cruelly and without mercy. You're like, <laughs> without, okay. Without mercy. A L- little bit of a left turn here, Church of Satan. You, uh, <laughs> you were leading us down a righteous path, and now all of a sudden we're shitting all over our house guests. Okay, mercilessly they sort of asked for it that's true but jesus christ would say turn the other cheek this is where this is maybe the fork in the road between yeah mainstream christianity right and the church of satan yeah yeah so 
if someone's bothering you in your house, I think that's an important distinction. Yeah. In your home, if someone came to your home to piss you off, which they told you not to do in a previous tenant, they said don't go to someone's house if you don't have respect for them. Yeah. Someone broke that rule, came to your domicile or lair, yeah. and is being a douche. You're allowed to fucking go ham. But, the, I mean, it's it's kind of vague Very because vague. it's just treat them cruelly and without <laughs> mercy. That could be a lot of shit. You could maim them. You could apparently torture them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm sort of not totally against it. <laughs> but at the same time, yeah, I mean, I could one. see like you just, you know, telling them to leave or something instead of just like, well, be polite until the party's over. Yeah. Instead, you can just go, hey, man, uh, you shit all over the artwork on my wall. Right. Uh, you're hitting on my wife. Yeah. All right. Uh, you pissed all over the toilet seat, didn't flush the toilet, mm-hmm. and you ate a bunch of food out of the fridge that was not uh, yeah. out, party out, food. out on the table for the party. Yeah. So get the fuck out. Yeah. Or just like you're a piece of shit. Yeah. But, I mean, without mercy and cruelly. <sighs> yeah, you could just do whatever you You'd want. You'd be like, yo, we're about to tie you up. Yeah. And then really go at it. We're going to duct tape you to a wall and throw eggs at your face. Yeah. And also, <laughs> if you're a, a devout member of the Church of Satan, you got a lot of, you know, stuff laying around the house. That's true. Swords. Yeah. A lot of candles. So you could, there's a lot the of candles. Ball, ball and chain thing. We had the, uh, what is that called? I forget. This is for it. Anvil. But you're just going to have a lot of things around the house that you could burn people with. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, you got those those goat horns laying around. You could hurt someone with those. That's true. So this is a dangerous one. That's true. But I feel like, you know. I mean, I think they just went a little far with the cruelly and without. without. I think it's the without mercy part. Like, yeah. treat them cruelly. It's like, yeah, be a dick. Say some shit. Cruelty, though. I mean, Yeah. Make fun of their date. Oh, you know, like that's without mercy. It's like yeah. you can make fun of him and then yeah, his date too. You yeah, can that's like, rough. You can go out there with a crowbar, break the the car windows. This is the Church of Satan trying to set themselves apart. I think this is where they. I mean, I think they did it on purpose. They're like, look, we're gonna get these people in with the first yeah. three. They're gonna make a lot of sense. They'll be similar to the Ten Commandments, and everything's gonna be fine. And they'll go, yeah, these Satanists aren't bad guys. And then number four, we'll just we'll twist it a little, tweak it. And then we'll get them to think like, well, they are in your home. So, yeah. I mean, maybe it isn't that far. <laughs> Let's see what number five says. Uh, number five, do not make sexual advances unless you are given the mating signal. It's reasonable. Very reasonable rule. Now, vague is the mating signal. Yeah, what is that part? Now, mean? if there is a, if there maybe is a satanic, a church or Satan, like, you know, trademarked mating signal, that would be oh. great. My worry is... This is vague. This yeah, is the uh, she was asking for it. Look it, at how she was dressed. Yeah, depending on your interpretation. And the problem is, let's be honest, Church of Satan people love themselves some sassy outfits. Yeah. So sometimes, I'm a, sometimes they're into the all black, cover everything up, and like, right. But then you also get the vinyl, the sexy vinyl type. Yeah, bondage fishnets. wear fishnets. Yeah. There's no really in between. It's either like. Look like you're attending a Marilyn Manson concert in 1997. Yep. Or look like you just left a funeral. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I worry that the the uh, mating signal could be misinterpreted. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But just looking at it on the face of it, it's just as one of those, like, say you're at a bar or whatever, and, like, 
you kind of look over at a girl and she like winks at you or smiles or, yeah. you know, gives you the, a little bit of the bedroom eyes or something. That's like that's the mating signal for you to go over and make some sort of advance. You know, yeah. like, hey, how are you? Um, I think that you, you, my favorite, most clear mating signal is let's fuck. Yeah, or when you when you put one hand in like a circle and then you, you take use, your index yeah. finger. One hand you make an O. Yeah, and then you take your index finger and then and you, you poke that finger into the O you area. Pile drive it in there. Yeah, you pile drive it yeah. in there. Sometimes you um sometimes you can spit on the index finger yeah, first, yeah. Or, or the hole. You can spit on the hole. Or the hole. Or both. You both. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you're feeling really, you know, yeah. and that is pretty clear yeah as far as what you want to do yeah or you do that thing where you make you you make a jerking motion and then you use your tongue to push the side of your mouth out. <laughs> right, so right. It, it was a universal symbol for blowjob blowjob yeah yeah you can even do that as a guy you yeah. know to other guys or even a girl to be like hey i want this yeah but yeah any of those are those good are pretty clear mating signals yeah so look for that yeah <laughs> That's that's pretty clear right there. But if she's just being nice to you, politeness is not a mating signal, guys. It's politeness. Yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty reasonable too. That was reasonable. Um number six. Do not take that which does not belong to you unless it is a burden to the other person and he cries out to be relieved. <laughs> Interesting. I don't even get Interesting. Like I mean, the first part obviously don't steal is pr- pretty much what yeah. that is. Um, but what is the like? It's a burden. What's an example of it's a burden to the other person, and he cries out to be relieved. Like what? I mean, I complain about my mortgage, but I don't want someone to take my house. Yeah, that you know, what would fall under that? That you would have that you'd want to maybe be, it's like, like drugs and of. alcohol. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, I mean. What's a burden? Maybe it's like a, a, a someone they're in a relationship with. Yeah, don't take my girlfriend. Yeah, take this is a take my wife please situation. Yeah. But yeah, it's hard to imagine. I mean, yeah, who cries out a burden of something that can be like taken from them? Yeah, and it's a little vague because someone could be like complaining about something but not necessarily like like oh god i wish i didn't have this in my life anymore so get, but then how do you know they mean it yeah it's tough or they're just like complaining about it it's a little vague yeah but i i kind of like the it it's uh it speaks to like a being of service <laughs> it's like helping it's kind of a helping other people rule yeah and you have to kind of be aware you know of people's like feelings and when they're in need of something yeah um, I might become a Satanist. The problem is this person broke one of the previous rules by yammering about their problems when not asked. Oh yeah, this person's crying out in a in a. They're breaking number two in hopes that someone will help them at the end of number six. Yeah, but so. maybe you can break one if it helps with another one. But yeah, but all, maybe like you know that's the thing is to get people into the Church of Satan. They're like, you know what we do sometimes. We unburden you, then we teach you about number two, which is when you learn to shut the fuck up. <laughs> right. You know? Okay. Yeah. I mean, I guess I guess that makes sense. I just would like... I wish they would give an example of what would fall under that. I think it's like overeating. Maybe. <laughs> Ugh, I'm so full. You just jack that cake. Yeah. That seems good to me. I ate a six-day-old pizza yesterday. Did you? Yeah. Okay. I was a little worried about it. 
I mean, it was in the refrigerator. Cheese, to be fair, cheese actually stays good a long time. Yeah, it wasn't the cheese I was worried about. I was worried about, like, there was, like, sausage and pepperoni. and like, It was, like, a supreme pizza. That and meat I was just is so like, processed. It's good. It's got tons that's of what preservatives. I thought. And it, it wasn't, like, in and out of the fridge for six days. It was just, like, in there yeah. straight. Good. You're totally fine. Yeah, I did, like, a light Google search on, like, yeah. si- I literally did... Just had some six-day-old pizza, and there were, like, a whole page of, like, is six-day-old pizza okay? Can I eat six-day? So I almost did it. I was like, should I do it for five, seven, eight different numbers and see? Because, I mean, that question's got to have come up. Pizza's an easy thing that you just throw in the fridge and forget about for three days. Yeah. Especially when you eat half of one in one sitting and go, I'm a monster. I can't do this. And then you try and forget it's there. I came very close to ordering an entire pizza a couple of days ago. I didn't do it, but I was. it was late at night. I was mm-hmm. kind of hungry, and I was like, am I about to fucking just... Cr- like crush a Domino's pizza, dude. You got to try Garage Pizza. Where's that? It's in Silver Lake. They're open till four a.m. Oh shit! And they deliver oh, all night. Whoa! And Monday night, extra large pizza. Any pizza, they're all extra large. Any one, fifteen bucks. Oh damn! So that's like enough pizza for like three days. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's a great deal. Oh man, that sounds good. Um, yeah, it, it's good stuff too. So yeah, number six. I like the idea of it. But I'm worried about, again, it's tough for people to know when they should be relieving one of, of something they cried out for. Yeah. Let's see what number seven is talking Number seven is long. It's a long one, yeah. Number seven. Acknowledge the power of magic if you have employed it successfully to obtain your desires. Okay. <laughs> if you deny the power of magic after having called upon it with success, you will lose all you have obtained. Okay. Um... Does this seem like something? I don't even. It seems know. like a threat. <laughs> yeah, acknowledge the power of magic if you have employed it successfully to obtain your desires. Like, like say, sort of anti-faith. Yeah, say because you only magic. acknowledge it if it worked. Yeah, I mean, I think they're saying acknowledge it if if it's if it's worked. Like, you know, say thank you to the gods or something. <laughs> right. Um, thank you, Satan. Yeah, thank you, Satan. Thank you, Dark Lord. Yeah, uh, for get, for getting me this or whatever. Right, yeah, um, I think if that's you a- deny it, then you will lose all you have obtained. So that they're just essentially saying, uh, respect the dark arts. You know what this also reminds me of? It's like not acknowledging that luck plays at least a small part in most in a lot of people's success. Yeah. Like, like, or just being fortunate, being at the right place at the right time, maybe having someone there who helped you along the way or, like, got you in. If you don't acknowledge those things, I think you run the risk of having them taken from you. Karmically. Yeah, I mean, is there a version of that in Christianity? Where, I mean, they don't really discuss magic. Constantly thanking God. I mean, you were thanking God, yeah. But there's no difference between, like, you know... Thanking God if he does something for you. Because Christianity is very clear about, like, you know, you're, you're talking to God. He's not really necessarily talking to you. Right. And if something happens, it's probably the will of God. And yeah. if nothing happens, he works in mysterious ways. Right. So this is very clear, like, hey, you can use magic. And right. it's a thing that's real. But if it if you, if you it works, you better fucking thank us. Yeah. Or else we're taking it right the fuck you away. You better bring you. us a sacrifice. Which I think is a little cooler because... They're almost like, hey, man, we got tools you can use here. Yeah. You know, like you can you want to get rich? 
do these spells, grab some like witch hazel, get a rabbit's foot, throw yeah. it in a cauldron, yeah. mix that shit around. You can have a Ferrari in like two yeah. weeks. But, but if like, you don't fucking thank us, yeah. that thing is going to get stolen. Yeah. And like, don't be a dick. When someone's like, how'd yeah. you get that Ferrari? Be like, well, I yeah. worked like I worked for it, but also I, I did this Ferrari spell that I found yeah. in a book. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if that shit worked, I would... I mean, I wouldn't even like. You know how I'd acknowledge it? I'd lift up my shirt, and on my stomach would be a pentagram, yeah. And then above it, it would say something like, you know, the dark life. Yeah. And I like also think this is to me is like a in a weird way, it's like a naturalist sentiment, where it's saying like, look, you're part of a bigger, we're part of a whole, yeah. Not like just this powerful individual, you're part of like a larger thing, and acknowledge that larger thing when it works for you, right? Sometimes you're just numerically lucky. Say you yeah. want to take the fact that it's magic out of it. You don't want to acknowledge it as magic. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you're just numerically lucky. You're the right age. You're the right height. You have the right look. You had the right friend. You know what I mean? All that stuff. Someone dro- Like I think of all the people that like couldn't do a job that I got or weren't available or like were on another job. So they or they had a conflict yeah. like a lot goes into me getting a job that has very little to do with me. I'm probably responsible for like 60 percent of the effort. And then like the other 40 percent is a whole lot of variables that I have zero oh, yeah, control yeah. over. Absolutely. That's me acknowledging the magic. The ma- that I mean, I guess that's not really magic. That's just like, well, I, mean, I think they're probably talking about actual magic. actual satanic magic. Yeah. You're just talking about the chaos that is the universe. Yeah. That, and like religions specifically tell you that it's nothing is chaos. No. It's all fate. It's all destiny. There's, yeah, there's, predetermined there's forces at work. Yeah. So I think they mean magic, magic. I don't know. I I don't know anyone who does witchcraft. That's different than Satanism, right? We got. We should get a Satanist on the show. Do we know? Any, I don't know any Satanists. If you know any Satanists, yeah, fine listeners. Yeah. Or if you are a Satanist, and for real, don't be like, oh, I'm pretending. Yeah. Let let us you know. Go I, once a week. Yeah, I'd love to get a Satanist. Yeah, and talk to them about. You know who was into Satanism for a long time was uh, Duncan. Yeah, Duncan Trussell. I feel like uh, Duncan knows a Satanist. He can get us one. Yeah, I'll I'll, t- I'll call him or maybe just have him on and be like, "Look, dude, yeah, tell us about this shit." Yeah. Um, number eight. Do not complain about anything to which you need not subject yourself. Interesting. Isn't that just like? Number I think you know what this makes two? me think they mean it is similar to number two, but it makes me think like don't complain about like certain world issues or things that are happening that don't re- the a you don't really affect your life or you aren't really going to do anything about right like global world hunger world hunger yeah Sy- like you and I'm not doing anything about Syria right so like if I'm sitting around complaining about Syria it's just bullshit yeah you know what I mean. I mean, I guess, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, number nine, this an obvious one. Do yeah. not harm little children. Yeah, you don't fucking harm kids. But they, it's weird that they don't say, do not harm people. I think... Just kids. I think the Church of Satan is open to violence as a means... If we were to consult number four... Yeah. If a guest in your lair annoys you, treat him cruelly without mercy, that would imply... <laughs> That you could harm adults, I th- and that's okay. Physically harm them, as long as that guest is not a child. Yeah. I think that 
maybe the difference is between mainstream religions and the Church of Satan is they view things uh, uh, sexual pleasure and maybe violence a little differently. Yeah, that they they maybe categorize them as maybe not necessarily always wrong things to do, but uh, uh, having their place. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, like there sometimes you should fuck a motherfucker up. Yeah, <laughs> if he's in your lair and he's he's being a dick, you can fuck him up. Um, but yeah, no kid, do not harm kids. Yeah, I mean, fine. Obviously, number like, yeah, number yeah. ten. Uh, another another hurt one. Do not kill non-human animals unless you are attacked or for f- or for your food. Yeah, no 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 sport hunting, which I I agree with. Yeah. I'm not a fan of hunt uh, hunting, but I like it's hunting hu- for sport. Yeah, it's hard for me to argue with someone eating it. Yeah, I don't. I mean, if you fucking like, you can be like, dude, you can just go buy food at the store. But I don't, dude. If you ate it, you ate it. And if you like took the hide and made a wallet, like you used it. I like the idea of a satanic, uh, a vegan satanist. I, there, I guarantee you, there are a 50. lot. At yeah. least there's probably so many. Yeah. If they're not in if one of the tenants is not harming animals and these guys are serious about their religion, they're probably like there's probably so many Let's be honest about how much Satanists probably like cats. Oh yeah. I mean they Black lo- cats. love cats. Yeah. Love cats. I watched the uh, part of the documentary on HR Giger, uh-huh. guy who did the alien. Yeah. Guy had a lot of cats, as you might imagine. Which yeah. is weird because a lot of those people were all black. You'd think that the fur. Well, they get black cats. Yeah, he didn't have all black cats though. Um. Yeah. Number eleven. When walking in open territory, bother no one. If someone bothers you, ask him to stop. If he does not stop, destroy him. Good closer, Church of <gasps> <Wow>. Satan. Wow. <laughs> Thank good, you. Good night. Good. <laughs> Or Church of Satan. <laughs> See you next time. Yeah, vive la différence. Damn, <laughs> that is pretty straightforward. When walking, so if you're out in public, be respectful. If someone's not respectful to you, fucking kill them. <laughs> or no, first ask them to stop. You get a chance. Like, yo, yeah. warning number one. Yeah. I am from the Church of Satan. Warning one of one. Warning one of one. Yeah, not a few. Yeah, this is a, a this warning is an addition yeah. of one of one. You get, hey man, uh, can you not text in this doorway? People are yeah. trying to walk in and out. And if you go, whatever, bro, and then you can take out your uh, your your blade that has like a pentagram a on it, fiery sword. Yeah, you may then take. For, no, out- first it's just a sword, but then you call upon number seven. Yep, you call upon some magic yes. to light that sword on fire, mm-hmm. and then you cut the guy's head off. Yep. Uh, and then you thank the Dark Lord yes. and magic for it. Yep. Because if you don't, the guy's head goes back on his body and it comes back to life. Then you go to jail. <laughs> they arrest you for fucking slicing a guy's head oh, yeah, off. Yeah, there's that part. You claim church is Satan. Yeah. And if you're lucky, they say you're unfit to stand trial because you're super nuts. Yeah. And you go to a mental hospital for the rest of your life instead of just normal gener- general population murder. Can you claim in satanity? Yes, you can. <laughs> yes, you can, Nick. Well done. <laughs> Temporary in satanity. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean. Wow. 
I mean, that's that's a strong closer for the eleven satanic rules of Earth. Because they really, most of them are so reasonable and like kind towards your fellow man and animal and nature. But then there's a cut like they have no um, patience for if someone is bothering you at home. Nope. And then if someone's bothering you in public after you've asked them once, it's like it's just gloves are off. Yeah. Fuck shit up. Apparently being a member of the Church of Satan means you got a little bit of a temper. Yeah. We don't have a lot of time for this shit. That's crazy. Short man. fuse. What are the nine... What's it called? There's nine satanic statements. And, uh, I mean, we'll just read them through quickly. Um, so, I don't know what it means. So, or, these originally appeared in the satanic Bible. This is copyright 1969. Satan represents indulgence instead of abstinence. All for that. Yep. Uh, Satan represents vital existence instead of spiritual pipe dreams. Okay. Interesting. Live in the moment. Live in the moment. Um, which goes right into indulgence, I guess. Cutting heads off, fucking uh, things. Yeah. Satan represents undefiled wisdom instead of hypocritical self-deceit. Huh. Um, Satan represents kindness to those who deserve it instead of love wasted on ingrates. Oh. Yeah. Back that thing up, Church of Satan. Satan represents vengeance instead of turning the other cheek. <laughs> <laughs> okay. See, had we read that first... <laughs> Um, uh, great. Yeah, but that kind of goes against kindness to those who deserve it. No, d- vengeance, if they, you, it's just, they deserve it. They deserve vengeance. I guess. Satan represents responsibility to the responsible instead of concern for psychic vampires. Okay. Um, that's kind of like number four, is re- kindness to those who deserve it. Uh, <coughs> Satan represents man as just another animal, sometimes better, more Often worse than those who walk on all fours because of his divine spiritual and intellectual development has become the most vicious animal of all. That's true. Yeah, totally. Uh, Satan represents all of the so-called sins as they all lead to physical, mental, or emotional gratification. Satan has been... Wait a minute. What? Back up. Yeah. They're about all the sins? Satan represents all of the so-called sins as they all lead to physical, mental, or emotional gratification. What about murder? Uh... Murders. I mean, I, sins. I think oh, you're yeah. not you're not allowed to murder people unless they annoy you. That's true. Yep. But I mean, who knows? Annoy could be literally anything. Yeah. And the last one was uh, Satan has been the best friend of the church. Has, Satan has been the best friend the church has ever had, and he has kept it in business all these years. That is absolutely true. Yeah. I mean, there's really no. Yeah. Um. And there was nine. This oh the here the sins they're talking about are these. There's nine nine sins. Okay. Um stupidity. That's the number one sin. Good job. This is copyright nineteen eighty seven. These are all by Anton LeVay, by the way. Right. Uh top of the list for satanic sins. It's the cardinal sin of Satanism. Stupidity. Yeah. Pretentiousness is number two. Interesting. Um on equal footing with stupidity for keeps the money in circulation these days. Everyone is made to feel like a big shot whether they come up with goods or not. Solipsism. That can be very dangerous for Satanist. For Satanists. Instead, Satanists must strive to apply the dictum do unto others. It works for most of us and requires vigilance. Self-deceit mm-hmm. is number four. Okay. Herd conformity. That's a sin. 
That's ah. an obvious from a sat- that's obvious from a satanic stance. It's all right to conform to a person's wishes if it ultimately benefits you, but only fools follow along with the herd, letting an impersonal entity dictate to you. The key is to choose a master wisely instead of being enslaved with the whims of the many. Ah. Lack of perspective is another one. That's number six. Forgetfulness of past orthodoxies. Be aware that this is one of the keys to brainwashing people into accepting something new and different when in reality it's something that was once widely accepted but is now presented in a new package. Yep. Okay. Huh. Counterproductive pride. Mm. Isn't that most pride? It's a lot of pride. Yeah. The first word is important. Pride is great up to the point you begin to throw out the baby with the bathwater. The rule of Satanism is if it works for you, great. When it stops working for you... When you've painted yourself into a corner and the only way out is to say, I'm sorry, I made a mistake. I wish we could compromise somehow, then do it. A lot of reasonable things going on in the church. Yeah. Uh, Oh, this is interesting. Number nine. The ninth most satanic sin of Satanism. Lack of aesthetics. That's a sin? That's pretty cool. Yeah. This is the physical application of the balance factor. Aesthetics is important in lesser magic and should be cultivated. It is obvious that no one can collect any money off classical standards of beauty and form most of the time, so they are discouraged in a consumer society. But an eye for beauty, for balance, is an essential satanic tool and must be applied for greatest magical effectiveness. It's not what's supposed to be pleasing. It's what is. Aesthetics is a personal thing reflected of one's own nature, but there are universally pleasing and harmonious configurations that should not be denied. True. Totally. True. There are, there are certain harmonious proportions. That goes right into the face of uh, the worship false idols then. Yeah. Um, in a lot of ways. Because they're almost just like appreciate the beauty of things around you. Sometimes you just have to go, yeah. Yeah. That's 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 amazing. Yeah, you sometimes just have to be like that dude has sweet abs, <laughs> right? Because if not, you're a hater. You know what I'm saying? Like Dwight Howard has great shoulders. Yeah, he does. Incredible. I think each of us could stand on one of them. Dwight Howard's he shoulders notice. look like uh, they they look like they've been altered in a computer. Yeah, like he looks like a drawing of Dwight Howard. <laughs> Yeah, when you go to like Magic Mountain. Yeah, like or if or like if the you know if there was like a T-shirt for when he was on the Lakers or whatever, and it was like a caricature of Dwight Howard, right. his shoulders look like the caricature version of shoulders. Not having the best year though, on the Rockets. No. Yeah, I don't like the Rockets so good. We watch a lot of basketball. Really? Yeah, it's part. That's um, the twelfth tenant of the Church of Satan. <laughs> watch a lot of basketball. Get super into the NBA. Yeah. Get into a sport. Yeah. Bro out. Yeah. That's the 10th rule. Bro out. Um, I mean, these have been kind of interesting and not really super evil sounding. Yeah, no. I I mean, they did sort of advocate murder. A little bit, yeah. 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 <laughs> but they're a religion. I mean, every other religion tells you not to, and then there's plenty of them that do it anyway. Yeah. Um, um, dude, religions love murder. Oh, yeah. It's their shit. Yeah. I mean, with the people that practice religions. The religions never say, like, go out and fucking murder but people. Yeah, because they're too busy murdering. But people find a way to go, I think they want me to kill people. Yeah. They and love being they like, hey, it. we're not going to tell you what to do, but defend us at all costs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, religious wars are the worst. 
Yeah, Satanism, Satanism isn't bad. Always love the pentagram. Hot symbol. It's a fucking cool one, dude. The Capricorn symbol, too. Yeah. Great. Yeah, the pentagram's awesome. And then you can draw like a goat in it, and yep. then it looks like, you know, the I have a t shirt with that. I'm a big fan of it. Yeah. Always love the pentagram symbol. Yeah. Always love the dark arts. <laughs> yeah. Um, Satanism's just fun. Are you a Darth Vader guy? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've always been for the evil. You're a Boba Fett guy? Yeah, Boba Fett's great. My brother, Jeff. They always look cooler than the good guys. They did do... That's the thing. They did a better... When you can make the design look mean, you do a better job with the design. Yeah, the good guys never are like... You know, I don't know. There's something more rock and roll about the evil guys. Yeah, I mean, if you think about Star Wars, Luke Skywalker is just wearing like a beige... Yeah, it's wearing a shitty like a, robe. A loose beige robe with some, some tabby yeah. boots that aren't that cool. And then what Han Solo's got a vest, kind of. Yeah, I mean, he's a, he was a cool... But His he, pants were cool and the boots. Yeah, he's cool, but he still had a little bit of like anti-authority rebellion thing to him. He wasn't yeah. entirely pure good. Pure evil is like, fuck, yeah, that's so awesome. But yeah, the stormtroopers like, storm were bomb-looking. I mean, Yeah, the Death Star. Death Star. Like, get the fuck out of here, well, dude. Well, Death Star doesn't look super evil to me because it is just a circle, but Darth Vader. Yeah. And then, I mean, while those movies weren't that rad, Darth Maul was sweet-looking. Darth Maul was super cool. And the new uh, Vader kind of looking dude looks cool, too. Yeah. I'm definitely... I mean, I'm definitely going to see Star Wars. Oh, yeah. If it's even okay, I'll think it's great. Right. I have no objectivity. It took me years to admit episode one and two were and three were garbage. Yeah, one was so bad. Two yeah. was like, yeah, it's not as bad. And three, you're like, yeah, it was all right. But I still like got geeked when Yoda fought. I was like, fuck, oh, yeah, yeah, dude. Like, I, it's, you know... I'm not objective on that. Like, I, if they're yeah. good... It, and, and it seems to be... I haven't read a lot of reviews... But that these movies are pretty good. This one's pretty good. Yeah. I'll think it's great. Right. Like a dork. Yeah, I got to see it. I haven't. I mean, it just came out, obviously, on Thursday night. I like that it's crushing every box office record ever. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's going to just. It's made $238 million in like four days. Yeah, it's a lot of money. Yeah. I'm Is that glad. the record now? For it's the record, yeah. Opening weekend? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, of course, it's Star Wars. And it's like. Good. I mean, Larry Kasdan wrote it for yeah. Empire. Yeah. Apparently, him and J.J. Abrams just would go on walks. The first draft of the script, they would were recording audio on J.J. Abrams' I, uh, iPhone as they just walked around. Wow. I don't know where they were walking around, but it's pretty cool. Probably somewhere in Malibu. <laughs> Larry Kasdan doesn't look... I've met Larry Kasdan. Really? Yeah, he's a really nice guy. Yeah, well, I mean... It was super. I was at a 40th wedding anniversary party. Super nice dude. Yeah. Just like a really like you when you meet him, you're not like. So you wrote fucking Star Wars and Indiana Jones. <laughs> like, like, huh? Like you just he's a very just normal just dude. Just a dude. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's what that's what it's like with a lot of those yeah. human beings. <laughs> yeah. How smart was it to fucking They're have just them do people. it again? Be like George, we got this one. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I hope I hope it's good. I'm trying to stay off. You know. Twitter and all the social media sites where you can just see a spoiler. I'm yeah. not reading any reviews. No. I've bar- I watched like they released a couple of trailers, like short ones that didn't give anything. I watched those, and then I'm like, I'm not going to watch anything else. I watched the trailer, the first one they released, and I was like, uh oh, I'm going to like this. I didn't really did. They didn't do much for me. <sighs> but and again, that's fine because I don't want to know too much. I don't want to be too excited around. I just want to go first. in knowing nothing and just like let the movie 
do what it's supposed to do. There was finally no kids in it. <laughs> I mean, every other, like, right. last year was always like a child. Mm-hmm. You're like, no, there's no kids. And the, the, two, the two new leads look cool. Yeah. Lightsabers look cool. The only thing is they didn't get um, Drew Struzan retired, so he didn't do the poster. So the poster's done in the computer. Right. So it's not the same. It's cool looking, but like... I mean, I want, I want, I want to see the chalky Drew Struzan lines. And so he retired from just. He like, retired. Doesn't make movie posters anymore. Oh, he wouldn't even come out of retirement for Star Wars. He came out of retirement last time to do the last ones. I think. Oh, so he's like one, one retirement. And I kind of feel like they don't. I'm sure they pay him a lot. Yeah. But I think he probably is like, hey, I think you should pay me a lot. A lot more I'm than a me, lot. And I did this, and I'm the only one who did, yeah. and like. Give me ten million dollars. He has a very dist- I mean, okay. In my mind, if you're Drew Struzan, the guy who did all those posters, and you were like, okay, you're doing a new Star Wars reboot, it's going to be the best selling movie of all time. I want a million bucks to do the poster, and the studio's like, are you fucking crazy? You're like, all right, well then I'm not doing it. Yeah, because it's to me, I I'll never look at the poster really, or never remember it. I won't like want to buy a book that has like the sketches. But if he had done it, I would care. Yeah, I mean, his stuff, I'm looking at his stuff right now. Dude, he's a legend. I got yeah, his autograph once at Comic-Con. Cool. He's Drew Struzan, man. Yeah. Fucking Goonies poster. Back to the Future. Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones. Everything. He didn't do the first Star Wars poster. That was somebody else. But, I mean, he's the dude. His Police Academy one is great. Three o'clock. I think it's three o'clock high. It's got a guy hanging from a clock. He's done over 150 movie posters. Yeah. There's a good documentary about him. All the Indiana Jones, Back to the Future, Rambo, Star yeah. Wars. Damn. Oh, the Rambo one is good. Oh, he did, Um, what's that movie with uh, Pryor and Eddie Murphy? Coming to America? No. He did uh, Coming to America. Trading, pl- no. He did Coming to America. He did that poster, which is great. He's a dude. Buy his books if you're out. If people look up his books on Amazon, you'll look through the books and be like, oh, fuck. It's like the best nostalgia. He's one of those like, he did that? He did that? Yeah, and yeah. he they had a show of him. There's two. I mean, the two, to me, greatest movie poster artists are him and Bob Peak. Bob Peak did um, Apocalypse Now. Uh-huh. And like they had he had they had a show of those guys' paintings at the at the, the Forest Lawn in Glendale. They have like an art gallery on top. And I went and looked at it because uh, Steve Byrne at the time hired me to rip off Drew Struzan <laughs> to do his um, album cover DVD. <laughs> I did my best; it came out okay. And uh, so I Please went and looked rip at this guy off. I went at the and looked at the originals, and they're so cool. Wow! They're big. He has this crazy colored pencil technique, uh-huh. and he holds it all weird. It was pretty rad. Yeah, his shit's super cool. He had Hellboy. He's rad. He's a you know legendary guy. Was in Pasadena, I think. Um, <laughs> probably worship Satan. I was gonna say, hopefully he's a Satanist because that would make him even cooler. I bet you, um, probably close to being a Satanist. Yeah. So if you guys know any Satanists, uh, and obviously they would have to live out here, um, but I'm gonna talk to Duncan and see if, if he knows when that'd be, or if he, you know what, I'm, I'm just gonna have him come on and talk about it. Yeah. Um, I think that'd be better. All right. So. Uh, with that said, Merry Satanic Christmas yeah. uh, to all of you guys, and we will see you next week. <laughs>